Welcome to the Sports by Fry channel. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Fry, and today I'm discussing everything AFL fantasy-wise from round 15. Pretty huge weekend, some massive, massive scores. Uh, none bigger than Mr. Tom Mitchell, who reasserted himself as the best fantasy player in the competition. Huge, huge stuff from Tom Mitchell. Um, dig into that a little bit later. But yeah, there was a lot of players who scored pretty well this week, so... As a result, there are a lot of coaches who uh, scored pretty well overall. Uh, my team was pretty good. I can't really be too depressed with topping 2,200, um, even if it was only just. I did go down a little bit in ranking, which kind of sucks. But yeah, there were definitely a few passengers in my side as well. So let me dig into exactly how my team looked through round 15. 2,200. Uh, it was just by one handball, but it still counts. I did go down in ranking, but... It was only by about a thousand spots, so I can't be too disappointed with that. In the back line, uh, everyone was pretty good. Everyone except for uh, Lee, Luke. I, knew, I had to think about it and I still stuffed it up. Luke Ryan, not Liam. Um, he, the other Ryan wasn't much better, but yeah, my defense was solid with the exception of Ryan. Um, mentioned was ballistic. Uh, <laughs> Full disclosure, I did mean to have Jake Lloyd's uh, captain score, but I forgot to put Clark onto my field. So as a result, Tom Mitchell still had the captain on him and uh, went off. So thanks for that, Tom Mitchell. Everyone else was a little bit disappointing, um, only because there was a lack of a really big score. No big 120 or 130 or something like that, like some of the other dudes had. But it's been the uh, theme of the large fries and coke midfield. They've been very uh, stagnant but consistent, so I'll take it. Two big rucks. This is what I got Steph Martin for. That was awesome to see. Uh, Mathcanerny made himself some money still, I think, so he'll probably uh, go this week or next for mine. And then the forward line, which has been the uh, the toughest part to nail all year, um, was a very roller coaster ish weekend. McLean was great. Wingard was good. Um, so was Walters and Fritch. They were fine. Heaney's concussion really, uh, really stung. Um, and Guelphie, 45. You know, I would have liked more, but I did flag that the Bombers would struggle a little bit against uh, against the Roos. But yeah, large fries and coke still would like to be in a better. I'm sitting in a pretty good spot, heading in around 16. Could be a lot worse, but uh, yeah, enough about my team. Bit of breaking news um, before I get into exactly what happened around 15. Nick Vlosten has been given one week ban for his little cheeky elbow into Lukey Parker. Uh, Buddy got off. I think he was. I don't know, strangling or had his hands around Alex Rance's throat or something bizarre, but he got a fine, so he won't miss any time. In that game, big news, as I mentioned, Isaac Heaney suffered a concussion. Uh, he probably will miss this weekend's game. Can't remember off the dome who they've got, but um, I don't know. Concussions are a tricky one because, you know, they could be back. He could be very well back uh, if he misses a game. could be back the next week, so I'd be reluctant to trade, but, yeah, stay tuned and see if there's any more news about his status later in the week. He wasn't the only uh, big injury news, though. Uh, Fifey's hamstring means he's done for a few weeks, so get him out of your team if you still have Fife. Unfortunately, uh, he was shaping up as a top eight midfielder, so bit of a bugger, but you can definitely turn him into someone good. So uh, it, it does suck, but you might be able to get Josh Kelly out of it or something like that. So, you know, always look at the brighter side. Sandlands was a laid out in that game, um, and it kind of showed Steph Martin just beasted Paul Appinus, but he's expected to be out for a few more weeks as well. I think he had a calf injury, so 
If you've got Sandy in draft leagues, maybe uh, look to get Sean Darcy, who actually looked pretty good in the waffle and should come in. Uh, Brad Hill looked good in the waffle as well. I think he had 25 touches for Peel, so good to see him up and about. Sticking with the twos, uh, Jackie Watts actually had a nice game for Port Adelaide's reserves. He could play his way back into, uh, into Power's best 22. And the other bloke who's still vying to get back to the big time is Dom Sheed, who I thought he'd be really good this year. Uh, he's had a couple of little miscues and hasn't really hit his straps, so he spent some time um, with the reserves, but he had 34 touches on the weekend, so he could come straight back in this week for West Coast. Um, but if not, he'll definitely be in the mix uh, in the near future. All right, the breaking news is out of the way. Let's dig into a few positive notes. So plus threes this week. First one goes out to Andrew Gaff, who absolutely dominated with a 148 on the weekend. Uh, was just taking the mickey, getting possessions at will. Was just running on the outside, kicking the ball, hitting targets, taking marks. Um, great unique. He could be a great trade option for Fife. I'm all over Andrew Gaff, loving the bits. The next up is Brody Grundy, 151 from the big Collingwood Ruckman. Um, he's probably still the number one Ruckman over Gorn Steph. Two very good options, and I've got both of them, so you're not spewing if you don't have Grundy, but if you do, just sit back and enjoy. He's on fire. The last one, of course, goes to Tom Mitchell, who had a career high at 195. Just absolute bullshit. Took the Giants apart. Um, for those that didn't have captain, you probably still had him in your side, so you got to benefit from his massive score. Honourable mention to Cade Simpson, who bucked the narrative and had a big score and got 37 touches in his uh, milestone game. So kudos to Simo for his 300th. And yeah, usually milestone blokes tend to struggle, but he gets a plus one. Uh, I'm making it up on the spot, but yeah, he was pretty good, so he deserves at least some mention. From a negative perspective, Robbie Gray has got to go. Um, he's got five scores in the 60s in his last six games. I don't need to elaborate on it a little bit more. If he wasn't kicking goals, his scores would be even worse. So try and turn him into something. Get rid of him ASAP. Rory Sloan is another disappointing one. He won't be in many teams, but it's a shame to see him fall from grace a bit. He looked like a superstar last year. Um, he was susceptible to the tag, as we found out. But this year, injuries has been the cause for his... Uh, Shitty fantasy scores, so another 60 on the weekend. Hopefully he can bounce back and start to trend upwards over the next few weeks. The third negative three goes to another 60, and that comes from Devin Smith. At this time of the year, we need these type of premiums to be scoring big hundreds, 110s. So to see Devin Smith, who in the eyes of many is the top forward or a must-have forward, to see him dish up a sub-70 score, not good enough. Noteworthy numbers, thanks to injuries to Fife and Heaney, they have the highest break-evens of the premiums at the moment. There's obviously guys that I've talked about before, a bit like McRae and Sloan around that mark, but Fife and Heaney are the newest ones on the list. You can also find the likes of Eddie Kerno and Dane Zorko, two midfielders who, you know, probably are good for 105 average, but haven't been great the last few weeks, so their break-evens are quite high. Um, so if you want to pounce on one of them, wait a little bit because they could be ripe for the picking soon, as well as Devin Smith after his uh, 67 on the weekend. The rookies, there were a few rookies. Uh, Brad Lynch from the Bulldogs down back, and then a couple of midfielders, Sire and Narkel, two or three potential trade targets. So if you're looking to get rid of a cashed out, uh, topped out guy in cash like Austin or Rice on your bench, or you can play around and get rid of an Eagles ruck, an Eagles rookie, sorry, to... Uh, try and make some more money, then that's probably the way to go. 
Don't sleep on the likes of Stefan Giro and Josh Battle, who continue to make money and both look like they probably missed the boat just on them now. But yeah, maybe last week was the last week. But if not, then you can still somehow make some money out of it. They're the other two I'd possibly look out with low break evens. Josh Kelly is still the form player of the competition. He's just taking the piss at the moment. Tom Mitchell, like I said uh, before, his massive scores got him high up on the list. But yeah, at the moment, Josh Kelly's the one that you want in your side if you want uh, players scoring big points. Uh, you can also look at Brody Grundy, who I already talked about. Um, Cade Simpson down back, I think he's the form defender at the moment. But the forward line's a little bit confusing. And believe it or not, Justin Westhoff has actually got the best average out of all the forwards. So you can look at bringing one of those four guys in um, if you're after a form player, or you could try and wait and uh, benefit from one of them if they dip in price slightly too. If you're not looking at getting any of them, quickfire trade thoughts, uh, there is some value out there to be had. I like the looks of Dane Beans and Matthew Crouch at the moment. Um, two underpriced guys who are probably going to get you 110 for the run home, so you can look at getting one or both of them if you really like. Kelly's the must-have player. Um, if you can get him, I reckon snap him up. Don't hesitate. Spend the money, but if not, you might be able to spend up a little bit. Uh, spend less, sorry, in another area. And yeah, get like a beamer or a crouch type, and that allows you to get another good forward or defender. That's definitely a good choice. Rookies, I've already mentioned. Um, I like Sire over Narkel. I think it's Sire, not Sire. I like him over Narkel only because of Trelaw's injury. With Trelaw out, um, it seems like the Collingwood gun is going to get some more midfield time and more run to get some points. Could be wrong. Narkel could uh, hold his spot and just you know perform like next to Tom Kelly, but. Uh, next to Tim Kelly from the Cats, but yeah, watch this space, see what happens. Getting out uh, players at the moment, it's time to get rid of Robbie Gray. Um, don't hesitate, try and turn him into something. You could maybe look at sideways trading him to someone, putting a little bit of money on him, getting Michael Walters, um, especially if you've got Fife out or Heaney, as I mentioned. Um, the two injuries to them could make them possible trade-out targets. So if you get rid of one of them and a combination of Robbie Gray, you might be able to... You know, turn that into two decent dudes. When it comes to getting rid of rookies, uh, obviously you want to get rid of guys who have high break-evens and are close to maxing out in price. Guelph is probably the pick of the bunch in that regard. If you've still got Duda or Kelly, they're performing fine. So And Fritsch as well, so you might want to hold on to them. But Guelphie is probably the one you want to get rid of, though, along with maybe Ryan or Rioli, the Eagles blokes that I already mentioned, or maybe even Austin or Rice, the Saints duo in your back line. Looking ahead to round 16, um, my trade moves are all about getting rid of Robbie Gray this week. Um, I'll get rid of someone on my bench to generate some money, probably get Sire in, or maybe even Narkel, pending team selection. Um, Kate Simpson and Crouch are on my radar. I think I might wait another week on Crouch. I might even look at Dane Beams as well, but yeah, Robbie Gray, your time is done, my friend, I'm sorry. Hopefully you were able to have a good uh, round 15. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you stay tuned to the Sports by Fry channel for more stuff throughout the next week. Um, I'll probably be doing a big run home article from a fantasy perspective throughout the week. So make sure you check sportsbyfry.com to read that. Looking at a few trade targets and guys who I like the looks of um, over the next six to seven weeks as the season wraps up. Uh, believe it or not, yeah, we're two, week, uh, two thirds of the way through the season. It's almost gone feels like just yesterday when it was beginning but good luck for the upcoming round round 16 now finals are etching close you're getting rid of those rookies and you're bringing some premiums onto your team thanks for watching until next time peace